Strava Craft Coffee is rich CBD-infused coffee that you can purchase in K-Cups for your Keurig. You can get a whole bean, you can get it ground, and you can always get it sent straight to your door for 20% off when you use the code DNVR20. There's so many different benefits that CBD could have for you, and if you haven't tried it, what better way to just have it in that morning brew? You already know you're going to have that every day, so you won't have to remember to take any supplement or anything like that. So check out Strava Craft Coffee and see what it can do for you. Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver is providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degree to land coveted jobs. And actually, some of our own DNVR staff are taking MSU Denver online classes this summer, and they have nothing but good things to say. So head over to msudenver.edu slash online to scope out all they have to offer. My boys, what is up, fellas? Welcome back, RK. Happy Terrific Tuesday to you both. Terrific Tuesday, or maybe a ticked-off Tuesday is where Mm -hmm. we could be headed here. But before we get there, just want to say it's great to be back with you guys. Hope you had a great weekend. I went up to uh, Camp Chisholm. In, the, in Columbia Falls, Montana, played three rounds of golf. It was awesome. It was extremely scenic. I'll definitely be back to Montana. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful state. So good words for the count then, coming from count country. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Absolutely, yeah. Really, uh, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It's, I kind of would describe it as uh, Colorado if you removed all the major cities. <laughs> okay yeah yeah beautiful place i've only heard good things about montana yeah it, it sounds lovely although i'm not sure i'd want to live in colorado if it didn't have denver and i, I kind of need a big city to be nearby <laughs> yeah yeah you know different strokes for different folks but uh yeah. it, it has all the beauty of colorado just just not the uh the big city which some people prefer i'm with you mace i like denver yeah. um and and all the other you know nice cities in colorado but it was cool. Really, really cool. So, uh, awesome. Shout out to the Chisholms. Great hospitality. Uh, and, uh, yeah, sweet. How was your guys weekend? Fantastic, man. I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm already thinking about next weekend, not even, uh, this past weekend anymore, which I guess is a good mindset to have, right? Are you on to next weekend? Feeling, feeling the Friday vibes already? On to Cincinnati. (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, and you're going on a full full scale vacation next week so that would make sense why you're uh looking forward to it a little bit yes doing what you just did pretty much hitting the hills uh not in montana but in colorado and and i guess getting away from the big city although i do love denver yeah I'm, awesome i'm saving all my time off for when we're past this pandemic and uh, hopefully that'll come at some point or at least whatever a new normal ends up being and when that's the case, hopefully I'm still standing that the COVID hasn't gotten me and I'll be like, all right, see you in a few weeks. 
<laughs> Putting it all in the bank. I'm just saving it. <laughs> okay, so we have some stuff to talk about, boys. And I don't know where to start, but I know Zach hasn't seen this, so I'm going to start here. Zach, if you were doing the Madden ratings mm-hmm. for Madden 21, who would you have ranked as the best throw power in the NFL? Who has the strongest arm in the NFL? Patrick Mahomes. That's what most would say. And that was not the case. This is the first big mistake by those who uh, create the game over there at Madden can I, at EA Sports. Can I, can I have another shot? Yeah, go for it. Josh Allen. That is correct. Oh, wow. Josh Allen given 99 throw power. Patrick Mahomes given 97. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> uh, but it gets worse. It gets much, much worse. Uh, Zach, if you were describing Drew Locke's throw, arm strength, his, his, his throw power, what type of players would you have him ranked around? Probably just behind the, those two. Um, it, I would understand since we haven't seen enough of him, not putting him up there with the elite category yet, but probably around 90, 94. And my guess is Madden would have him at 91. Okay. So let me just ask you this. We've talked a lot about the quarterback of the New England Patriots, uh, Cameron Newton, and his issues with his shoulder and throwing the football. Would you have him in the same class with Drew Locke in terms of arm strength? No, because we, we're not even sure he can throw the football, let alone if he can throw it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 yards on a dime. So this is my first big, big issue here. Uh-oh. Ranked fifth. In Madden, no way. In arm strength is Cameron Newton, right behind Mahomes, Allen, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers are both ninety fours, which I think is fair. And that then makes Cam sense. Newton, Cam Newton, the fifth strongest arm in the NFL. He, I mean, go back and watch the tape last year and watch him just try to throw like a 10, 15 yard out route. Yeah, he was like Peyton Manning coming off the neck surgeries. I mean, there was just no zip to it. That is, that's crazy. So. If, if this is true, though, if Madden's right, then the New England Patriots are a playoff team. Cam Newton is their starting quarterback, and it looks like a very good signing for them. Yeah, I see that. And it, You have Cam Newton, but you don't have Russell Wilson in the top five? Yeah, Russell Wilson, uh, not in the top ten. <laughs> They're high. Yeah, they are. So, They're completely so, high. So that's my first big issue. Then uh, – all ranked at 93. Newton's a 93. He's fifth. Sixth and seventh with 93 ratings. Baker Mayfield and Jacob Eason. Ha! What's Who? going on here? Jacob Eason? Jacob well, Eason. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker's his, – his, his attributes don't include extreme arm strength. It's about accuracy. It's the ischemic memory, uh, the ability to place the ball. It's not about power. I mean, I'm putting Kyler Murray in arm strength ahead of Baker Mayfield. I, I would too. Uh, and Jacob Eason, Zach, you said something earlier. You said, I would understand if they're not going to put Drew Locke with the elites because he hasn't, he hasn't had a large sample size yet. Jacob Eason, not only is Jacob Eason a rookie, 
He's not going to play. <laughs> that is just wild. So then clearly sample size doesn't matter. Sample size not mattering at all because you go down one to the 92 group, and there's at number eight, Justin Herbert. Now this uh... one, I mean, the, you just – there's no way these last four names, Cameron Newton, Baker Mayfield, Jacob Eason, Justin Herbert, there's no way – that you can claim that they have a stronger arm than Drew Locke, in my opinion. But wait till you hear what Drew Locke was rated because they're saying that, that they have a much stronger arm than Drew Locke. Rounding out the top 10, really to just throw another dagger at Broncos fans, at, with a 92 rating, Joe Flacco. is Oh, wow. Just stabbing the heart on their way out. That is... That is something else. How many times did Joe Flacco throw deep last year? <laughs> Not very often. And let me tell you this. We watched – this is the one that we can be 100% sure of. We've seen these guys in practice. We've seen them do the Hail Mary drill. We've seen them throw right in front of our eyes up close and personal. And I can tell you with 100% certainty, Joe Flacco has a huge arm. Drew's is bigger. Drew has a bigger arm than Joe Flacco. Uh, the way that, I mean, he is throwing, you know, 60-yard Hail Marys with just a flick of his wrist. Well, especially and, now. Joe Flacco just had neck surgery this offseason after all of this, Ryan. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, that was something I was looking for last training camp. I just wanted to know. We know Joe Flacco has a huge arm. Remember, you know, I think he threw like a, a ball 75 yards in stride to Cortland Sutton in a practice or something along those lines. And that's real. His arm is big. Drew Locke has all made all the throws that Joe Flacco did, but he did it more effortlessly. He has a bigger arm than Joe Flacco. Well, the, the good news is, well, we still haven't even got to Drew's rating, but the good news is with this is arm strength doesn't translate necessarily to how good you are. So maybe, maybe Madden was just throwing Joe Flacco a bone. They felt bad for him. I mean, they put Joe Flacco in the top 10. Heck, they put Aaron Rodgers at a 94. They're just being nice to these guys, giving them something. Rounding out the top 10 is Lamar Jackson, who has a 92. I actually think he's probably a little too low. Um, he has that flick of the wrist arm strength, too. Now, it's not as accurate as some of these other guys, but he can really get the ball uh, down the field. Yep, yep, he, cer he certainly can. So where's Drew if he's not in the top 10? I don't know exactly where he ranks, but his number is 88. Oh, man. So they're saying, they're saying he has a good arm. Good. It's a good arm. I think there's six points off here at least, maybe just five. I think he should be a 93 or 94. Right yeah. there. I think in, that's exactly what I said. Like, he should probably be ranked fifth on this list right after Aaron Rodgers. Whether you want to have him at a 94 or a 93 is fine with me. But in front of Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Jacob Eason, Justin Herbert, Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with that. And, and maybe that's a big reason why Pat Shermer is here and not Rich Gangarello is because Madden didn't get to see Drew's arm enough last year. So maybe, maybe this one's on Rich. I, I don't know. That, that's maybe what Vic Fangio would say. Maybe, maybe, but uh, just another case of Madden and the world disrespecting the Broncos. Uh, Drew Locke, I mean, just it's a ter it's terrible, and he's going to end up with bad ratings in the game. Then that's they're going to have to change that. 
They're going to have to change Jerry Judy's rating down the road. Uh, and maybe some other ones here. We might not have even reached the most disrespectful thing that Madden has done. Now, this is not official. This is a, a leak, so it could be wrong. But I want to talk about it anyway. Uh, and and I'm, this was a screenshot someone sent me from Broncos Daily Posts on Instagram who has the leaked Broncos Madden 21 ratings. And there's a, lot, there's a lot wrong here, but I just want to start here with you guys. If you're ranking the top three Broncos in Madden, give me your, your top three. How I think Madden's doing it no, or no, how no, no, no. I would do it? How you would do it. Boy, that's tough. Um, do we go Jerry, Judy, Jerry, Judy, Jerry, Judy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real, Zach. Come on. <laughs> Okay, we're getting serious. Be serious talking Madden ratings now. Mace, who's your top three? Uh, Justin Simmons, Cream Jackson, Vaughn Miller. Okay. Yeah, I think it's uh, Justin Simmons, Vaughn Miller, and, uh, man, Cortland Sutton. Okay, so I I had it the way you had it, Zach. Mace, you actually have it the way that – this post has it, which I think is, is wrong. Um, where would you have put Bradley uh, – sorry, uh, Cortland Sutton on that list, Mace? Right behind him. Right behind him at fourth. Okay, that's where I'm at too. Um, that is not what they had. So, they, so according to this post, Von Miller is, is, comes in at a 97. Big drop-off. Justin Simmons at 90. Little drop off below that, Kareem Jackson at 87. So only, they only have two players on the Broncos in the 90s. Uh, a massive gap between Simmons and Miller. I think Simmons is robbed here. I think he should be at least a 93. Um, but way down the list, and obviously, you know, this has to do with the, um, just the way they numbered this list. But they have Cortland Sutton way down here at an 84. Oh, wow. That's the most disrespectful one there for me. Exactly. Uh, by this by is, far. This is a slap in the face. Now, so they go um, Vaughn Miller, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Philip Lindsay, the fourth-ranked player on the team at 85. Uh, and then – a big group here at 84. Melvin Gordon, Jarrell Casey, A.J. Boyer, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton does not belong in that group. No, no. His name ranking is, is Melvin Gordon. Interesting. And, and, and Philip and, and Cortland Sutton, at the very least, should be right there with Philip Lindsay, both young players who have made Pro Bowls early on in their career here. But I would probably put him above Philip Lindsay. Uh, and that would have him over 85. I think that he should be the third-ranked player on this team with like an 88 or 89 rating. Yeah, I think so too. I think if you're a pro bowler, shouldn't you be above 85? Uh, you should probably honestly be in that B-plus range of 87 and above if you're a pro bowl player. So you can make that argument for Philip Lindsay. Uh, you can make that argument for Cortland Sutton. It, you could make that argument for Melvin Gordon, although he's a couple years removed from that Pro Bowl, so I understand him being low. But, Ryan, what I take from that is the Broncos, Madden saying, why did you sign Melvin Gordon? 
Why'd you sign Melvin Gordon? You already got a running back that's better than him. Well, or maybe it, they're I mean, saying that the Broncos should go with a two-back set. Maybe. I mean, I could have told you that that about the Broncos that they weren't getting a player that was better than Philip Lindsay, uh, while still thinking they should sign uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, I'll tell you this: everyone is going to be using Philip. They, they probably did this. If if for no other reason than the fact that everyone would have to move uh, Melvin Gordon down their depth chart when they're playing Madden, because Philip Lindsay is a beast in Madden, so everyone you probably just need to make him the starting running back, so everyone doesn't have to go through the trouble of doing it themselves. Um. <laughs> uh. So, Corlin Sutton's gotta be right there with Philip Lindsay and Kareem Jackson, maybe even above both of them. Uh, I think they really missed here. And the Broncos, as we're just looking at this, are going to have a very low rating in the game, um, which I think they're eventually going to have to change. As we go down here, the, below Cortland Sutton, pretty big drop all the way down to Bradley Chubb at an 81. Is that mm. too low? Well, I mean, who, who's, who's Bradley Chubb going to be? Uh, Mason and I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Is Bradley Chubb going to need half the season to kind of get his feet back under him? Uh, if that's the case, then that may be right. Um, but his potential, I mean, what's Bradley Chubb's potential? A 95 this year? So then, yeah, way, way too low. I mean, heck, he could be as good as Von Miller. And if you're telling me Von Miller's a 97, then Bradley Chubb could be all the way up there at 97. I do think 81 is, is hedging their bets definitely on the low side, though. I think, I mean, yeah. where he stands right now, and it's hard coming off the injury. But I don't think Madden projects that stuff. I would think high 80s. Yeah, but they project they, – they're not projecting injury on um, Cam Newton. That's the – you know, they're basically – they're downgrading Bradley Chubb because he has the ACL. But yep. when it comes to throwing power, they're not downgrading Cam Newton. And that's yeah. the most his important – And he ha his injury directly impacts that specific yes. stat. <laughs> uh, oh. So – Oh, I would have had Bradley no Chubb. Sense. I think the lowest Bradley Chubb could have fairly been is in that 84 group. I would actually say 85. And yeah. 85 is an interesting number to look at because I found the article at Madden School, which has the, the top 10 players on each team. Get this. You know, for the Broncos, with their rankings, they have – four players at 85 or better. It should be at minimum five, probably six. I would say you sh that Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton should both be at least 85. The Chargers, 10 players, 85 or better. Wow. How many of them are on defense? Let's see. Joey Bosa, uh, Casey Hayward, Chris Harris Jr., Derwin James, Melvin Ingram, Desmond King. Six guys on defense that are not just 85 or better, 88 or better. Wow. I don't really have an issue with that, but, I mean, who is it on offense that, that's higher than that? Probably Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen? And Hunter Henry and Brian Balaga. So Eckler wow. and Henry are both 85s. Balaga's an 88. Keenan Allen is a 91 in spite of his history of injuries. Wow. Yeah, the Broncos are, are getting pretty disrespected here. If this is true, remember, we're not 100% sure of this. Um, and then rounding out, I think this is the top 10 players here, would be Bryce Callahan at an 80. But I'm going to count here. One, 
two, three, four, five. I think they have five players who are ranked significantly too low on this list. And it's just, uh, it's, it's showing that the Broncos are in prove it mode. You know, we got, we got a little caught up uh, in all of a sudden Adam rank has them going 13 and three or something crazy. And Colin Cowherd said they can win the AFC West. And we started to think, Oh, maybe the respect is coming. But uh, if this is in the, in any indication, the Broncos are going to be like a 76 overall team in Madden considered one of the worst teams in the league. And they're going to have a lot of proving to do. And it's the, the most important position that we haven't talked about besides his arm strength is we know if this is true, that drew lock is not in the eighties, right? He's not an yeah, 80 oh yeah. or clearly a 90 player. So yeah, if your quarterback's in the seventies and your team is definitely going to be in the seventies, especially when you only have uh, you said, Justin was a 90. Yep. So you only so you have, have two, two players in the nineties, two players in the nineties, one player above 85. And then yep. the rest kind of, yeah, this is, this is going to be a bad Madden team to start off with if this is the case. Yeah, I mean, I guess they do have the Broncos. So they have the Broncos receivers. We know that Jerry Judy's a, nine, a 75. So you've got Cortland Sutton at an 84. And Jerry Judy at a 75. We know Hamler's going to be somewhere below that. So they're saying the Broncos I think he's starting. A 70. Rec- okay, so they're saying the Broncos receiving core is an average like 76. Yeah, this is a bad receiving group to play with. Uh, you didn't mention Noah Fant's name, did you? Noah Fant? Yeah, not in the 80s. Uh, so, bad oh. tight end group. Uh, you didn't mention any offensive linemen, right? Uh, no. And, and, again, we don't know if this, is, if this is true. But if we're going off of that. Um, uh, they, have, they have Graham Glasgow from at least last year's Madden. He's in the 70s. So, okay. if Graham's in the 70s. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they have Dalton at like a 79 or something like that. So you may have no offensive linemen in the 80s. So bad offensive line group. Your quarterback is in the 70s. Right. Bad quarterback. I mean, this is Garrett this Bowles. Is a, you you is have like unusable in the game. Like he's going to be like a 67 or something. You have you have two running backs. You have two good good running backs. That's all this offense has, according to Madden. Good, yeah, not even very good. Uh, the, the worst thing here is is that I'm coming to is the uh, the receivers. I mean, we're talking about what very – now, I realize they've got to prove it, so I, I get that. But we're talking about a group that very well could be one of the best receiving groups in the NFL, and they're right now saying they're, they're, they are a decidedly average group. Now, when should they be one of the best receiving groups in the NFL? This year? Yeah, by week I eight, so. by week four, for most well, of the season. The, the being the best, one of the best in the NFL, um, to me comes down to KJ Hamler. I've got I've got Jerry Judy marked down as uh, as a high level NFL receiver. We know Cortland Sutton is a high level NFL receiver. So if if Hamler hits and hits fast, then yeah, they're going to be one of the better groups in the NFL. Um, if not, then they're going to be an above average group, you know, in, in the 10 to 15 range. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree that the horsepower that they're going to have with Jerry, Judy and Cortland Sutton just right there alone is absolutely huge. And that's, that's talking about just the receivers receivers, not even talking about the receiving tight ends and receiving running backs either. Yeah. 
Yeah, Madden is telling you that the Broncos' best players are just good. And they're telling you that on the defensive side of the ball, you got two studs uh, and, and another very good safety to pair with that. And otherwise, that's it. You better you, trade Bradley Chubb if you can get something from him because he's not any good, according to Madden. 81 for Bradley Chubb. I mean, like you said, if Vaughn Miller is a 97, Bradley Chubb could have as good, if not a better season than him this year. I, I actually predicted him to lead this team in sacks. Is I, Von Miller gets a big bump here because of his name. Is, totally. Is Von Miller a 97 if Bradley Chubb is an 81? No. I, I mean, and, and I saw people on Twitter last night freaking out that Von Miller wasn't in the 99 group. And a guy who's supposed to rush a passer with eight sacks shouldn't, shouldn't be a 99. I, I think Madden was generous with the 97 with that, especially yeah, with how be hard they hit the rest of the Broncos. Yeah, people should be happy with that. Like it, uh, and also, like you look at another 81 um, at pass rusher in particular, uh, Dante Fowler Jr. of the Falcons. He's an 81 right now. Dante, Dante Fowler Jr., he has – one season where he had he had 11 and a half sacks last year but then like in 2018 for example four sacks in 15 games and that guy is rated the same as Bradley Chubb and who would you rather have <laughs> I mean it's, yeah. it's easy easy it, and, and maybe that's how they should decide it if if Madden says okay we got two 81s at, a, at the same position uh, are they about equal? No, they're not equal. You'd way rather have Bradley Chubb. So then you move them up to an 82 and do the same with the other 82s across the board. And I think if you did that, Bradley Chubb would, uh, would land in the high 80s. Just crazy. Uh, again, the, the Bronco – now, the, the, these ratings can change as the season goes on. They're fluid. Um, so I have a feeling by the time the season is over – all a lot of these ratings are going to go up um the broncos i mean i don't know the problem is you know i I have a friend who talks about this with the college football preseason top 25 something called anchor bias and he basically is saying like once a a, a voter has decided has once a voter has decided that a team is in the top 25 that team is going to have to prove to them that they aren't in the top 25 before they remove the anchor from the bottom of the sea. And I wonder if that's a problem here. If, if Cortland Sutton, cause I believe Cortland Sutton is a receiver that very well could be in the nineties by the end of this year, but is Madden going to be willing to move him up six or seven points as the season goes on? I don't know. I just, you know, I think that Cortland Sutton should be in the nineties by the, by the end of this year. I think that Jerry Judy should be in the high eighties. I just I hope Madden is willing to uh, remove their anchor bias and admit that they were wrong on this stuff. Yeah, we need those Madden adjusters to do their job and not not be scared to admit defeat on the Broncos, just like uh, some other national people out there. They 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 should be biting their tongues. Come what week ten, when uh, the Broncos have already beaten the win total that many of them have. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just. Uh... A little, little bulletin board material. I'd really like to talk about uh, throw power with Drew Locke. I hope I get the opportunity to do that. <laughs> I want to I know how he feels about the fact that he is decidedly outside of the top ten. <laughs> and, and this is bulletin board material that actually has relevance to the players. 
because totally. this guy's guys really keying on their Madden rankings. This is this isn't like some quote from a press conference where you know, oh well, they're trying you know trying to get under your skin, but you hear that sort of stuff every week. But the Madden ratings, I mean, this is something that players really talk about amongst themselves. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Here in the locker because room every every year, this is this matters to these guys. It does because it's an easy number identified to them, and it's one that they know everyone is looking at. Mm-hmm. So Drew Locke sees that he's you know a seventy nine or whatever he's going to be, and he knows that the rest of the country, when they play Madden, they're going to think that he's not a very good quarterback. So he's going to be viewed that by so many people just because of these ratings. Okay, let me ask you this. Kyler Murray is a 77 overall on Madden. Yikes. Well, Drew Locke's going to be not a 79 then. <laughs> right. Because I, I, in going through the top 10 for most of the team, they don't have every team on this uh, page on, on MaddenSchool.com, but they have most of the team. So Kyler's a 77. Derek Carr is a 79. Uh, Kirk Cousins and Philip Rivers, those are 82s. So if Kyler is a 77, do we have to kind of brace ourselves for Drew Locke not even being 75? Yeah, I think they're <laughs> going to probably bring him in at 73. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm curious to see when we get all the quarterbacks in front of us where he ranks among the 32. It's going to be low. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be probably really bottom. Low. It's probably going to be bottom five. Well, of the, are the, of the top thirty-two? Yeah, then are the Broncos going to have the worst quarterback room? Because Jeff Driscoll, what's his rating going to be? I mean, his his best attribute, at least according to Madden, truly maybe speed. And for a quarterback, that doesn't help your overall rating that much. Yeah, this this is going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. And so, and Joe Burrow is he? He's a seventy-six overall, right? Yep, they're yep, they're saying he's so, already better than Drew. Exactly. <laughs> and what oh is my with that Kyler, What is with that Kyler rating? Um I'm that shocked. gives me that gives me hope that maybe they're willing to move a guy like twenty points because <laughs> I truly believe Kyler Murray is going to be firmly in the MVP discussion this year. And there's no way you can just be sitting there with like a, a sub ninety player in the MVP discussion. Yeah, they 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 actually have Isaiah Simmons, different position, same team, as a rookie with a higher higher rating at seventy eighth than Kyler Murray to seventy seven. Okay, but how? Because like, they're giving him like this first round bump, which is fine. Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick. They're saying that they're only if we're saying if we're guessing that he they had him the same as Joe Burrow last year at a seventy six for being the number one overall quarterback selected in the draft. Then does that mean they think that he only got one point better over the last year? Yeah, I guess. And boy, I'll tell you what, Kyler Murray is the most fun seventy six overall to play within the game. Absolutely, I pretty much only play with him. <laughs> yes, he's. I mean, him and Lamar Jackson, and and Kyler is almost as fun as Lamar Jackson. And what he's probably twenty points worse than him. Yeah, well, is Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson in, in the ninety nine club? I don't think so. I think it's just Mahomes. No, okay. Lamar's ninety four. Okay. Wow. And he, okay. But he has like ninety seven speed or something ridiculous, which just makes him a cheat code. Yeah, yeah, except for 96, anytime. 96 speed, 96 accuracy, 95 agility, 95 awareness. 
or not, or pardon me, 95 uh, or 96 acceleration, pardon me. So speed and acceleration, both 96, agility 95, awareness 95. How does the that not add up is, to more than a 94? Yeah, the only problem is that uh, if he gets touched, he fumbles the ball. <laughs> well, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, that's like the Madden was trying to figure out, like, how do we not make it unfair? For all <laughs> all the, right. Like, it's so easy to send your quarterback or your receivers all on goes, clear out the entire defense, and then just take off with Lamar or Kyler. <laughs> but you better slide. Yeah. I mean, think about this. So Lamar Jackson with the 96 is faster than KJ Hamler. Faster. He, the only player listed so far that he's not faster than any position because we have the, only the rookies in, in a lot of positions is Henry Ruggs. Wow. And, and obviously so, we could probably put Tyreek Hill behind or ahead of him as well. Is that right? right? Who's faster? Uh, we Lamar don't, Jackson or KJ Hamler? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Lamar Jackson, did he run at the combine? I'm sure he did. I thought he did. Hang on. Lamar Jackson, he said, let's see. Let's see, I'm clicking on, on this here. Um, he didn't run. That's right. Yeah. He didn't run at the combine. He said he could run 4-3-4. Four, four. Well, KJ is rumored to have beaten that. <laughs> now, yep. Now uh, Louisville claimed he ran a four three four to pro at a uh, at a at what they call a speed day. I'm sure during they did. one of their spring practices that he ran a four three four. According I'm... to Albert O. Kuebunam, uh, <laughs> KJ Ham that would be a bad time for KJ Hamler. Yeah, he was yeah. saying sub four three, like consistently. Yep. yep. Not like oh he can run sub four three like he was just putting out sub four three all the time, right? Yeah. I, yep. I, I don't think Madden avails themselves of all the information that is out there. Yeah, this is disappointing. And again, the Broncos are going to end up with a really bad team in this game. So just get used to it and get ready <laughs> for next year when everything is 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 good from the get go and it'll be adjusted throughout this season. But I do I do have to give props to Madden. For one thing, especially since we're talking quarterbacks, mentioned him earlier in the show. But guys, I think they're uh, they've been listening to this podcast. Madden has because they are putting Aaron Rodgers right about where he should be. You guys know where he's rated? No, not in the nineties. About right. Ouch. I think I think I heard he's he's an eighty-eight and. Now we're getting into to, to respectable territory for him. So good on you, Madden. We bashed on you, but at least you got one thing right. Well, he didn't have a great season last year, so I guess it makes sense for him to regress a little bit. But, man, that's 11 points below the best quarterback. Seems a little drastic in my opinion. Oh, I would have wow. agreed with, like, a 91. Uh, see, you just – you're stuck on the name. You're stuck on the name. You think Maybe. <laughs> One name I'm definitely stuck on is Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, I was out there in, in big sky country this weekend. Cracked open some strawberry sky to go along with the big sky. It was uh, quite the great experience. There's something special. Let me just take you through like a little day here. You wake up early in the morning. You get on the golf course. You get the, the round done early. You come home, you shower, and then you walk out to a porch and just open a cooler, 
crack open a cold strawberry sky and just soak in the 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 cool montana air with you know so many trees everywhere so fresh and then you just sip down that ice cold strawberry sky i i don't know if there's a there's a way to beat that i really just don't know no, that that sounds so amazing, and I was I was just picturing it. I can hear the river, I can hear the wind, I can hear the the can opening. Gosh, that sounds so good. It was incredible. So, uh, it's officially strawberry sky season, I must say, uh, and I don't know if there's a better summer beer that exists in the world. So make sure you crack open a strawberry sky on the next hot day that you have wherever you're living. And you're talking about the best summer beer out there. Well, summer is about baseball. And I know we had to wait a little bit to get baseball, but it is almost here, guys. Baseball is back next week, and our team will be taking the field in less than 10 days. And there's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, which is America's top-rated sportsbook. And to put you in the center of the action, DraftKings Sportsbook is celebrating the new season with a special promotion. Before the season starts, place a bet Uh, of at least $25 on who will be crowned the champion. And they'll give you a $25 free bet to use on opening day. Guys, that's a pretty good deal right there. And while there is baseball coming up, there's also European soccer happening right now, as well as golf, a big golf tournament coming up. So DraftKings is the place to be. And DraftKings is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Plus, it's easy to withdraw and deposit funds whenever you want. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. Use the code DNVR to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, did you guys hear about my, uh, my bet this weekend? Mm, the mm-hmm. golf bet, huh? Yep, I called it on Wednesday night. I said Colin Morikawa is going to win this tournament. I've never once done that in my life. Not, not, not got it right. I've never once even tried to guess who's going to win the tournament before the tournament started. I only give out top 10s, top 20s, top 30s. But I said, guys, Colin Morikawa is winning this week. And then he did. Uh, so 30, 30 to 1 on that one, which means I've got all sorts of padding in the DraftKings account for this week's DraftKings picks of the week uh first i guess should we review how we did last week i know you only give out you guys only give out futures bets uh, so did i hit mine so i was gonna say since you want to review last week's i'm sure that means you hit right you had the right. wolves beating sheffield united uh on it's not the wolves it's not <laughs> the wolves zach it's just wolves you had wolves <laughs> beating sheffield united on july 8th ryan did that happen no, they lost on a 94th minute header. Oh, uh, wow. That's yeah, tragic. Tragic. So do, you, but, so do you not want to review last week's picks then? No, no. I, I, I'm all for transparency. <laughs> um, did you – what were your picks? Mace had Suarez on the Reds to be the home run champ, so we don't know about that yet. And I had a futures bet of Cam Newton having more passing touchdowns than Teddy Bridgewater. Mm, so mm, unsure, mm, unsure about that as well. All right, so this week, I'm going back to the golf well. And 
right now at DraftKings, they're giving you a little bit of an odds boost. Uh, Tiger Woods returning to play this week for the first time since the restart. He's going to play at the Memorial Tournament, a place where he has won before. Of course, the famous Jack Nicholas course, Muirfield Village, right where they played last week, actually. Uh, and DraftKings right now is going to give you plus 125 odds. Oh, not for Tiger to win. For Tiger to make the cut. For Tiger to play on the weekend, plus 125. That's a special deal at DraftKings right now. And as Andre and I always say, when DraftKings leaves a present under the tree, you open it up. You don't just leave it sitting there. So we're going to take this present and give out Tiger Woods to make the cut plus 125 as my DraftKings pick of the week. Ooh, that's a really, really good one. That's juicy, Ryan. I love that one. I can't believe they're giving you plus odds on that. I would never bet against Tiger, especially just to make uh, make the uh, cut. That's for sure. I'm going to go. Did you, did you hear the stat that came out about Tiger this weekend? It's not a new stat, but it resurfaced because Colin Morikawa became the first golfer since Tiger Woods to win his second tournament before he missed his second cut on the PGA Tour. Now, so now Colin Morikawa has two wins, one missed cut. Do you know how many wins Tiger Woods got before he made he missed his second cut on the PGA Tour? Oh my, a double digit. 43. Oh, I was going to guess 30. Gosh. <laughs> this man at one point had 43 wins, one missed cut. And the first person to even get two wins before one missed cut since Tiger is now Colin Morikawa. <laughs> that is insane. So are you predicting uh, 40 plus for, uh, for Morikawa? Man, he could. I mean, no. But uh, <laughs> he, he's a really, really consistent striker of the ball. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna have a great career. He's 23 years old. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Great play, RK. There. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna go over to the basketball court with basketball starting up soon. I want to get in on the best odds as early as I can. That's why I'm looking at the NBA Finals matchup. And don't wait on this one. Don't wait to see how good LeBron looks. Don't wait to see if uh, Giannis looks good. Uh, No, just take the two favorites right now. Push them into one. Sorry, Nuggets fans. Push them into one and say that it's going to be Bucks lakers in the final. Uh, you're, You're saying, well, why are you just taking the easy? Well, because you get plus 310 if you do that. Uh, to, to get the two favorites with LeBron getting rest going into this. Um, yeah, to me, it's easy. Plus 310 for the two favorites to meet each other in the finals. Yep, I'm doing it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think we might see some real randomness because of the uh, the format here. But, hey. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about that. I, I, I agreed with you, but, man – the randomness would have to happen in the East for me. I just think you get arrested LeBron. I don't see a randomness happening there and maybe it could happen in the East, but the bucks are just so heavily favored. I don't see that happening either. I mean, the Lakers already had such bad depth and they've now lost two of their rotational guards. Uh, Avery Bradley, of course, opted out and now uh, Rajon Rondo hand injury out for the season. 
or for six to eight weeks, which just about is the season. Uh, so, man, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, they signed J.R. Smith. He hasn't played in over a year. I'm, like, the biggest J.R. fan ever, but I don't think he replaces Avery Bradley on that roster. I think I think the, the Lakers are going to have a tougher time than you think. You don't need depth when LeBron's able to play uh, for 46 minutes for, because he's well-rested now. I mean, we, we saw that uh, back in his it, throughout his career. Yeah, he'll probably play uh, almost every minute. <laughs> it's not a question of whether the Lakers, you know, win in the first round. They will. It's a question of uh, what they do in the when they start seeing some stiffer competition in the conference semifinals, conference finals. And if Rondo's not back all the way, I mean, six to eight weeks be back. But when does he actually get back to a hundred percent? That's the key thing. And uh, without Avery Bradley, you're looking at J.R. Smith actually getting some meaningful minutes. I mean, yikes! That. There's just enough going on to where I wouldn't bet on the Lakers to win the title. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a good bet nonetheless. You're getting plus odds on chalk, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and which... uh, yeah. And because I said don't bet on the Lakers, that means you should probably bet on the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of Mace bets, Mace, what do you got for us? All right, I'm going to try to gonna, you know, throw another uh, – uh, throw another line here into the river for uh, for a uh, bet for this week. So you'll have another loss to put on my lecture if I get this wrong. From Super Rugby in New Zealand, the Blues are um, are are uh, favored by one and a half over the Hurricanes. But the Hurricanes, they've won two in a row. They're coming back home, so I'm going to take the Hurricanes as a slight home dog over the Blues. I love it. I love it. And uh, I take your word on that, Mace. So I'm rolling with that. That's for sure. That's uh, the best part about making a pick from the Southern Hemisphere like that. The discussion is short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I know we just gave you all winning bets right there, but some uh, devastating news or maybe not devastating, but heartbreaking news. I don't know. Heart-wrenching news maybe coming in from Ian Rappaport right now, guys. He says the Chiefs and Chris Jones are getting close on a big money extension. Nothing finalized, but a potential rare franchise deal in a tough year, but they are on the way to making it happen. So I thought locking up Patrick Mahomes was going to prevent some of these from happening. At least that's what Broncos fans were hoping, but uh, nothing final there yet, but we are about 27 hours away at the time of recording uh, from franchise tag players needing to be signed. And of course, Justin Simmons still not signed with the Broncos. Eventually though, this is going to have to hurt the chiefs. Like they're got big money to Tyreek Hill, big money to Patrick Mahomes, big money to Chris Jones. You can't just keep doing that. Like, eventually they're going to suffer in one way or another from having to have all these big money deals. Yeah. You'd think so. People just keep saying that they're going to suffer and it just keeps getting put off and put off and put off. Yeah. But think about this though. I mean, I go back to when the cap was much lower, but uh, the Colts had to pay Peyton Manning at the same time. They, they, there was a point in time where the Colts had Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dwight Freeney and Robert Matheson, these guys weren't cheap. So what did happen, though? Well, no, let me finish my thought. What did happen is that you had a very hollow roster, and it was a very top-heavy roster. And then when – now, by this time, Harrison retired, but you got to 2011. 
that top-heavy roster, Manning got hurt and the whole thing collapsed upon itself. So that's the sort of thing that we may be seeing here uh, developing with the Chiefs is they end up having a hollow roster that's very strong at the top, has a lot of, of weaker guys, not much depth. And if you've got an elite quarterback, you can keep on winning with that for a while. But eventually, if something happens to Patrick Mahomes, it would catch up for them for a pretty disastrous year, I would say. Right, yeah. and it also should be noted that those Colts weren't exactly a dynasty. Right, right. Um, but it, it just – it's crazy how the Chiefs keep getting these deals done, even when – I mean, Sammy Watkins wasn't supposed to be on there this year. Chris Jones maybe wasn't supposed to be on there. It's uh, – uh, I'm, I'm surprised to see that, I should say. It just seems like they, they were so far away from a deal. I would have said the Broncos were going to get a long-term deal done with Justin Simmons before the Chiefs got one done with Chris Jones. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, we'll have to look one day at just what, what else they have coming up. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be like, you know, the big names and a bunch of rookies and uh, low-level free agents. And maybe they can make that work. I mean, obviously, the offense is going to keep humming. Um, and Chris Jones is a huge part of that defense. So we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to examine where it's going to end up hurting them long term if if at all, I assume it will, but we're, I'll have to take a deeper look. Yeah, they've also got the Honey Badger uh, locked up for a couple of years in a big-time contract as well. All right, let's jump into the questions from the listeners here. Anyone want to lead us off? Illinois Broncos starts us off, says, What's up, guys? Just missed the pod yesterday, so posting yesterday's comment on today's pod. As the Madden 21 ratings are being released, I noticed the quarterback rookie ratings, Burrow 76, Tua 73, Love 71, Herbert 70, and Hurts 68. Of those ratings, is it worth, is it wrong to think that Drew Locke should be rated higher than all of them? After going 4-1 and one as a rookie, I feel like Locke earned himself at least a rating of 79 or higher. What are your thoughts on this? What should his rating be? As always, keep up the great pods and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Illinois Bronco. Well, fitting. And, uh, yeah, we think that Locke should be higher than all those guys. Uh, but we can pretty much assume that he's not going to be higher than at least one of them. Yeah, he's not going to be higher than Kyler Murray, which we know he's coming in at, uh, we said, 77? Yep. yep. So, yeah, he's not going to be higher than Burrow. He, he may be higher than Tua at, at a 73. Maybe. And that's yep. not, again, where I think he should be. That's just where I think Madden's going to place him. For sure. Uh, next one here coming in from Mark IT Snatch. Hey, guys, my buddy and I are struggling with a trivia question. Who are players that are iconic with a team but won their championships with another? We can think of a player in hockey and baseball or drawing a blank in football and basketball. For example, Ray Bork is a Boston Bruin through and through, but one of the greatest moments ever in sports was with the Avs. Rob Blake will always be an L.A. king, but same story, won a cup in Denver. Justin Verlander is a tiger, but got his ring with a cheating Astro squad. And yeah, you know, again, the, the Bork one maybe is more true, but I think some of these guys, it depends on what they feel after. I think Bork and Rob Blake kind of see themselves as abs. But anyways, uh, a football player whose iconic moments were with one team or his iconic performances or whatever you want to say, but ended up winning with another. Mace, you got one? Well, I think that the first one that came to mind actually was from True Champ Fan in the comments section. It was DeMarcus Ware. Even though he did have some big moments with the Broncos, he's clearly remembered as a cowboy. Totally. Great one. 
Right. Yep. Yep. DeMarcus Ware football. Um, maybe it's just because we talked about him earlier in the show, but LeBron James in basketball. Now I know he did get one with Cleveland, but before he got one with Cleveland, uh, I kind of viewed him as a Cav, and then he went and won one in Miami. Now I know that's different now that he that he's been to a couple of places now, but that's a guy that kind of jumps off initially. Yeah, that's another good one. This is and, going uh, way back, but uh, Lance Allworth was a Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Chargers back in the '60s. He got his ring with Dallas in 1971, and yeah. another guy on that team who also kind of similar. He went on to win a ring as a coach, Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka was a tight end for the Cowboys in 71 after playing most of his career with Chicago and being so closely identified with the Bears. And this comes in from uh, Chris Mortensen. Deal with Chris Jones is done. Uh, so there you go. Chris Jones is going to be a chief for a while. Uh, okay. And again, these deals are really starting to pile up for them. Yeah, the other, but the other thing is we see the Chiefs having just given Patrick Mahomes all that money and they're able to get their franchise tag guy done in Chris Jones. So does this not put a little bit of pressure on the Broncos to find the way to get something done with Justin Simmons here in the next 27 hours or so? Because if the Chiefs can pull it off, you think the Broncos could. You certainly would. Um, but at the exact same time, you have some other players like Derrick Henry uh, where it seems like that's very unlikely for a deal to happen. And I think there were 15 franchise or guys tagged. I think Chris Jones is going to be the first one that actually signs a long-term deal. So while Chris Jones is getting a deal done, it's in your division. It's a guy that a lot of Broncos <laughs> fans wanted. So his name is very fresh uh, with Broncos country. He's still going to be the outlier here. So uh, it may spark a little bit more of a fire under John to get a deal done. But in the end, we're still going to see a lot more players that are franchise tagged that end up playing on the tag this year than getting a long-term deal. Probably. I don't think Chris Jones is going to be the last one here because these deals, if they do get done, they usually get done in the last 24 to 36 hours before the deadline. Well, especially John Elway, more like 24 to 36 minutes before the deadline. Make sure you're not relying on that fax machine. <laughs> from true champ fan 24 over this long run of no sports i've had time to pick up a few hobbies some of those hobbies include disc golf a lot more fun than i had ever thought drinking and forcing you guys just need to listen to the guys over at dnvr broncos and stop buying into this national media bull plop every time i'm on social media of any kind i'm always on insta and different facebook feeds are preaching the good word of dnvr love y'all we thank you so much true champ fan uh and yeah disc golf great fun great fun and the best part about it once you have a disc it's free to play <laughs> yes yes man that is a comment i love to hear thank you so much for always having our back my man absolutely next one from Wildcard. hey fellas my question for you today is what game left you crushed Two games come to mind for me being Super Bowl 48, being the feeling of sheer disappointment and shock, holding back tears. The other being game seven of the Nuggets versus Blazers series last season, knowing that was a game that the Nuggets just fell apart and beat themselves. For me, I don't know which one was the worst feeling. Either way, the, uh, either way, two of the most crushing games I've ever watched. Your boy, wild card. Yeah, I think Super Bowl 48 is a good one. I think uh, 2013. The Ravens game. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. more crushing than Super Bowl 48. Yeah, exactly. The Ravens. Um, I'll go uh, Nuggets, Lakers when uh, they could not inbound. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, NBA 
Western Conference Finals. The Nuggets should have won that series. That was crushing. Also, when the Nuggets lost to the Warriors, when the Warriors really started their run, that was crushing. A lot of crushing moments I can point to. Um, The World Series was pretty crushing, not even getting a win in there. I'm... It's this seems like it was ages ago, but I'm I'm certainly not over the Braves giving up a 10 spot in the top of the first of game five against the Cardinals last year. <laughs> yeah, man, it, uh, that's brutal. I, I was actually going to say for the Rockies, um, the play in game a couple of years ago, or I guess the first wild card game when it was oh, just right. one against the Diamondbacks, that was mm-hmm. that was crushing because Mace, it was kind of almost like the the Braves one where the the Rockies were down big and you're like, ah, well, it was a fun, good season, but then they came back and it gave you some hope and then they blew it again. Yeah. I would have at least rather had some hope in that game. I mean, uh, last year it it was 10, nothing and it, they, it never got close. It was just, it was just over. I actually had to turn the game off in the top of the first. I turned the game off. I couldn't watch anymore. And it makes the Broncos performance in Super Bowl 48 look competent by comparison. Uh, you guys have covered a lot of really good ones here. Um, one that I know neither of you will ever say that really got me actually two different ones, same team. Um, in high school, my junior year, our basketball team was undefeated through the whole season. And, uh made it to the final four still undefeated obviously through the playoffs and lost in the first round of the final four uh to george washington and man we thought we were just gonna mow down everyone go undefeated perfect season um i obviously wasn't on the team just a fan and that one really hurt and then the next year after graduating a bunch of seniors from that team the our basketball team wasn't supposed to be as good as they were and yet they made it all the way to the championship game and lost to Regis in the final so both of those absolutely crushed me yeah Regis uh Regis I believe back-to-back champs in in both of those years no no I think uh, I can't remember maybe that that you might be right yeah they were they were I know they went back to back at one point but I think it might have been my senior year and then the year after. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Could, could have been that for sure, man. Yeah. I wouldn't have uh, said those. That's for sure. Ryan. <laughs> those are two <laughs> that stick out to me beyond that. Um, I mean, this, just this last year when the buffs lost to UFC, USC. Oh man, that one, that one stung. That was like a full day of, uh, of depression after that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and really quick from Ian Rappaport, he says, Meanwhile, not a lot of action elsewhere in the franchise world besides Chris Jones getting paid. So um, maybe, obviously, a Chris Jones deal probably wasn't going to spark other players getting franchise deals in uh, the, you know, the next five minutes. So maybe we'll see it start in the next couple of hours. But as of now, still pretty quiet along those fronts. Broncos Sooners New York Rangers chimes in and says, My boys, happy Tuesday. Let's get right to the question. If you could go back and change Broncos history, which option would you pick? One. Peyton Manning and the Broncos win the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, making the all-time record 4-4 four and four in Super Bowls, or John Elway wins two of the Super Bowls in the 80s, any two, and the Broncos' all-time record is then 5-3. and three. 
Thanks for reading. Hope you all have a great day and get to enjoy a Breck brew. Well, this is easy for me and Zach because we're only alive for one of these periods. So we'll take the uh, Peyton Manning Super Bowl. Exactly. It's easy I was for say. selfish yeah. reasons. You take the Peyton Manning Super Bowl if uh, – if you're like Pat Bowen and wanting to uh, to yeah. do what's best for the long course, you obviously take the five and three record. It's easy for me as well because I didn't give a crap, crap about the Broncos in the 80s. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Dan Burke says, remember when we were all worried about Pat Shermer taking the job at Michigan State after reports came out that he was being discussed as a legitimate candidate internally? And then RK asked him about it at a presser, and he gave a vague answer like, I'm focused on the Broncos right now, but sometimes people tap you on the shoulder if you're doing a good job. Then we were all preparing our doomsday scenario if Mike Shula became the OC and what that would mean for Drew in the offense. And then a few days later, Mel Tucker takes the job out of nowhere. What's crazy is that this was only five months ago, LOL. Wow. I mean, that is, that's very true. That is wild. That was only five months ago. Mace, that feels like a couple mm. off seasons ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Everything feels like it was years ago. I mean, it feels like the Chiefs won the Super Bowl a decade ago. Yeah. I miss when Mel Tucker um, potentially leaving was one of my problems. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You miss Mel Tucker, right? Uh, no. No, I don't. <laughs> well, good answer. Mets Bronco 50. Hey, boys, don't know if you saw the throw power on Madden ranking top 10. If not, just to get your blood boiling. And we did, we did of course, see those. And Drew Locke not in the top yep. 10 with Jake and freaking Esom at 7 as uh, Mets Bronco 50 points out. He says, don't know about you guys, but from watching Locke, I think he's a lot better than at least half. Thanks, guys. Well, you'll definitely like our, four, or our first segment. Uh, Chiefs. Chris Jones, four years, $85 million, $60 million guaranteed. Ooh, man, <laughs> that is – and so that, you know, they, they got the cash to uh, put an escrow right now. That's just – that's impressive. So the, this is uh, – I mean, they're doing an experiment here. Um, so often you hear, like, Super Bowl teams can't keep their roster together. And they're just saying, like, we're going to keep the roster together at the top and see what happens with the rest. I mean, it, it, what this is telling me is over the next four to five years, the Chiefs window is going to be determined by how well they draft. And they're going to be drafting at the end of rounds. Um, so if they don't draft well, I think it's going to be really hard for them to have a full-bodied roster uh, because they're just they're, – I mean, they've got big money out to – at least three guys. Uh, I'm not sure what the Travis Kelsey deal is or how long he's around for. Um, but this is a, this isn't, they're trying to say like, you can keep a Super Bowl team together. Right. The other thing that I'm curious about on this contract is what is, what is the structure on it? Are the guarantees for Chris Jones all in years one through three, because it's in tw not that Patrick Mahomes has small cap numbers, in the next three years, for example, his 2022 cap number is 31.45 million. But in 2023, Mahomes' cap figure jumps north of $42 million. And I don't know that the Chiefs are going to, to want that on their books, even though, by the way, right now, the Chiefs actually only have 
four players under any kind of contract for 2023, according to Over the Cap, because they, they would have Patrick Mahomes, Frank Clark, whose cap number that year is going to be $27.8 million, and Harrison Bucker, his cap number is at $4.4 million. Um, I think I think that Travis Kelsey's contract expires here in the year. next couple of years. Yeah. So there you yep. go. Or after no, he's got well, after he's got one more year. Yeah. His his cap number for next year is relatively manageable, nine million dollars. This year it's eleven point two. Right. Yep. But you know, going into that last year where he has no guaranteed money, he might want a no deal uh yeah. before that before that season starts. Interesting. Uh again, you know, it's it sounds good. Um when you're talking about having all these really good players, they're just where I don't. I just don't know where the money's going to come from uh, for any other decent players to fill out their roster. But maybe they don't need that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, especially when the cap may not go up at all next year uh, and the uncertainties there. Uh, they, they could be very making very few moves next offseason. Pretty interesting. Uh, it definitely sounds scary on the surface, I'll tell you that. Next one here comes in from Dan Burke. Oh, uh, Mets Bronco 50. Hey, boys. Don't know if you saw that. Oh, I'm uh, way we off. Already, already did that. Next, <laughs> next one's actually from the count, so let me read that real quick. How do you win? By getting average players to play good and good players to play great. That's how you win. Bump Phillips. I should be doing that like a Bump Phillips accent. <laughs> do you want to give it another shot? How do you win? By getting average players to play good and good players to play great. That's how you win. That's terrible. That is terrible. It was good for me. I liked it. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you what, guys. How do you win, man? By getting average players to play good and good players to great to play great, man. That's how you win. You, you got to mum- – the thing is with Bum, you got to kind of mumble it. Oh, he was going John kinda, Gruden. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I can't do Bum. You got to say something. You got more hell over it a little bit, something like that. You know, you got to kind of bring the words together where you can't really understand what he's saying on half of them. <laughs> All right, next one here is from the Manning Face God. Hey, guys, so Jason Peters just re-signed with the Eagles. That's a major bumper. I was really hoping we could have signed him. The unstableness at the left tackle position is even a major glaring concern now. Well, since we're talking about offensive line, my question for today is what would you guys say is the all-time best at each offensive line position? Maybe I can suggest one. Ryan Clady, all-time best left tackle. Sure wish he was on our team right now. Hope you guys have a great day, and thanks for all that you do. Okay, real quick, back to um, Jason Peters. What you missed there is that Jason Peters is not playing left tackle for the Eagles. He's going to play right guard for the Eagles because, of course, they lost their right guard to a season-long Achilles injury. This tells me one thing. The Eagles, Broncos, and everyone else in the NFL doesn't think that Jason Peters can play left tackle anymore. Uh, yes, but, oh, man, if, if they got him for $6 million, $3 million guaranteed. To Which is what switch, we were saying all along. Right. To switch positions, though, maybe the Broncos could have got him for $4 million. Just try him at left tackle. It doesn't work. Oh, it's only $4 million. What are you going to use that money on anyways now? And here's the other thing, though, is Jason Peters really did not want to leave Philadelphia. Um, right. if, if Philadelphia was going to give him anything, he was going to take it. And I respect that. Um, so it sounds like it actually probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this injury to Brandon Brooks. Uh, you might have never seen 
that and then the door might have been open for other teams but I think Jason Peters was content to sit and wait and say hey if you guys ever decide you need me I want to be here if not then I'll go somewhere else yeah it's it's just uh now you don't have that potential opportunity for uh for a veteran left tackle to sign he's off the board now yep I believe the other one we were talking about who's escaping my name uh me right now is still out there though uh is it Beecham yes yep Yep, he's still out there. So you could go that direction. Yep, you could. And, and that's the name that I've actually heard more so tied with the Broncos than Jason Peters. All right, I'll throw out mine for uh, this all-time best offensive line. Uh, Tom Nalen, best center. Mm, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good one. Uh, you go uh, Graham Glasgow and Dalton Reisner as your guards? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Maybe you just throw in Cush in the middle too while you're at it. <laughs> Elijah Wilkinson at right tackle? Oh, don't do that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no. probably not that. Who's your right tackle? I don't know. Maybe you just go Tony Jones and flip to the right side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I'd love to be able to take uh, a couple of left tackles and move one to right tackle because then you get Clady and Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And then yeah. you're and then you're set. You're in great shape. Yeah. I mean, even like the Broncos, uh, top 100 all-time roster, it's definitely heavier on right tackles than or left tackles. Pardon me, than right tackles. So, ooh, this is tough. Holy May, cow! Matt Matt Lepsis was a right tackle for a while. Yeah. Uh, Ken, you'd probably say also Ken Lanier. Okay. Because he hung in there for a long time. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, man, Chris Jones getting $37 million at signing. The Chiefs certainly aren't uh, short on cash, are they, guys? Where does it all come from? <laughs> That's a good question. The, the Hunt family has a well, lot of wealth going back generations. That That's the thing. There's, there's a lot of capital, and it, it, goes, back, uh, it goes back to Lamar's – father as well so remember i mean lamar hunt it was you know he was able to do to basically dabble in whatever he wanted in sports because of the money that was flowing through the family because he not only was involved with starting the afl he actually he was a minority owner of the chicago bulls for a long time he started a tennis tour back in the 60s and 1970s as well and had and was also a big investor in uh, various soccer initiatives in U.S. soccer and of course a big part of major league soccer is uh what the hunts invested in that so it doesn't surprise me they can come up with the cash they've all the hunt family has always been able to pony up the cash for whatever they want in the sports realm yeah you know it's a they got a lot of money I realize that but there is a salary cap or so I thought um (laughs) They're, they're just seeming to find a way. It's like I always say, you can. It's just a shame that the, the Chiefs are the ones doing it. Uh, they're next they're one counting here. on that cap bumping once the new broadcast contracts kick in. That, that's part of it, too. Yep. From Tom Mercury, Ryan, I wanted to wish you good luck to your Wolves tomorrow against my Burnley Clarets. Burnley, if you didn't know, is the one team this season who went to Liverpool and came away with points and ruined their historic undefeated run at home. Yeah, and they also got me a good win the other day uh, as they were going up against West Ham, and they were heavy underdogs. And I was like, 
West Ham sucks. I don't even know much about Burnley, but I'll just bet against West Ham because of how bad they are. And I was right. Burnley won. Um, so it, the the numbers don't bear out very well for Burnley this year, but they're capable of good performances. We know that. You worried about your Wolves, Ryan? No, not at all. I mean, we've got a lot to play for, so got to get that. <laughs> got to get that Champions League spot. Huge 3-0 win over Everton this weekend. Uh, we'll take that. Speaking of a lot to play for, over on WGT Golf, there's a lot to play for since we have our own awesome community there. Of course, we've got multiple clubhouses set up because so many of you guys are there, and we want you guys to play with us. So how do you do that? Well, go to dnvrgolf.com to download WGT Golf. Make sure to download it on dnvrgolf.com. That lets WGT know that you want to play with us. Once you've downloaded, go in there, go to Clubhouses, and then search DNVR2. That's DNVR and then the number two next to it to join our DNVR2 Clubhouse. Uh, and that'll put you in, in all of the action for all of our tournaments. And boy, we have a ton of them. We're just coming off one this past week and I have another one coming up here soon. And they are a blast. And we want you guys to play with us because it is the best golf game out there. Over 20 million people across the world play this, including so many from our awesome community. And my favorite thing, about WGT is how realistic it is and that you can play real places like Pebble Beach, St. Andrews. Those are two of my favorite courses to play and I want to play against you guys. So go to dnvrgolf.com, download WGT, then find us at the DNVR2 Clubhouse. And also make sure you head over to Davidson's because nothing goes together like golf and beer. And even if you're just playing WGT on your phone, you might want a cold one next to you. Uh, Davidson's has everything, whether it's beer, wine, spirits. They have an extremely knowledgeable staff that can help you out getting whatever you need. They've got two locations, one in Centennial, one in Highlands Ranch. That should be your go-to liquor store if you're anywhere in the area. So make sure you head down to Davidson's today. All right, next one here comes in from Drew Laka. Hello again, gentlemen. If you could only have one of your favorite teams win their respective championship in the next 10 years, who would it be? This means that only the one that you pick will win it. The rest are def destined for a decade of mediocrity. Thanks for everything you do. Hoping you and your families are staying happy and healthy. Well, this one, of course, is easy for me. I'll take the Buffs winning the national championship all day, every day. <laughs> I want to see what it's like covering a uh, winning football team, and I'm not considering nine and seven winning. So I want to see the Broncos win a Super Bowl, of course, see what it's like being in a winning locker room. I like that. I want to cover a winning football team, but I'm not considering a winning record winning. <laughs> well, like nine and seven. <laughs> come on. A, a, a oh, playoff team. How about you, that? Again, y'all are from Denver. You don't get it. When you've been a when you were a fan of a team that had 14 consecutive losing seasons, nine and seven damn sure feels like winning. Mace, <laughs> trust me. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm a Buffs as fan. a Buff fan, you, you get it. For me, it's easy. I, I'd, I'd love to see the Braves win it all, um, even though they have won it before 25 years ago. Watch, I have this weird feeling, even though there's a lot going against them. One of their core players right now is uh, dealing with uh, coronavirus and dealing with a lot of the symptoms, and that, of course, is Freddie Freeman. But the last time the Braves won the World Series, it was coming off of the strike when uh, I was mad at baseball and uh, the 
the Braves kind of helped me get over it, but I did not enjoy that season as much as I should have. And I wonder if we're in this environment where I'm not going to enjoy a 60 game season as much as I, I would a normal season, but they end up winning it. That would be crazy if the Braves won two seasons that were shortened. So, but I'd be happy. I'd take it. I wouldn't decline it. <laughs> Certainly not. The other Ryan says, my boys, I lived in the Twin Cities for a period of time in the late 90s and early 2000s during my last three years of high school. And I have to come to the fence of my purple and gold friends. I have a soft spot for the Vikings and their fan base uh, on how much heartbreak and suffering they've endured during their history which up until breaking through in 97, we could definitely relate to as Broncos fans. I have absolutely no beef with Vikings fans in general. One of my best friends is a Vikings fan, and he is a very rational, level-headed guy. In the end, we have to remember that fan is short for fanatical. Now, I can't say I didn't gloat at school uh, in the next day in front of my four lone Vikings fans while I wore Broncos gear when the Broncos won in 98, the AFC Championship game in Super Bowl 33. Who thought that their team would be going to Miami to win a Super Bowl after going 15-1 and in the regular season? A local radio station had even created its own version of Will Smith's going to Miami leading up to the 1998 NFL playoffs. My question for today is if you could choose two previous Broncos draft selections, one on defense and one on offense, who would you select to be on this year's team? On defense, give me Al Wilson, love that. Randy Gratishar is a close second. For an all-University of Tennessee starting inside linebacker duel. And Ryan Clady on offense. As always, thank you for indulging me and all of the subscribers' comments and questions. DNV Army, salute. Well, give me the one and only first ballot defensive Hall of Famer for the Denver Broncos on defense in Champ Bailey. Uh, and on offense, I... Uh, Clady's a really good one. We've we've gone through this before, and we I think we landed on Clady then. Um, but he also didn't give us the no quarterback thing, so I'll probably take Peyton Manning. Okay, Broncos here's the problem: draft their draft though. selections. Oh, they're Broncos. Broncos. So you can't have Champ, oh. and you can't have Manning, and you can't have John Elway. My bad. And also, their draft selections, so you can't even have Rod Smith and Chris Harris Jr. Okay, I, I screwed that up. Why didn't you guys stop me sooner? <laughs> um, <laughs> that it's hard to uh, to think, but I, I don't know necessarily who was drafted when and whatnot. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll there's a you can if you want to go for a corner, um, and I think this would be a great choice, Louis Wright. Louis Wright would be nice. What about like Mac? Was he like? Could play anywhere on the front seven. Yeah, but his, yeah. At his best as an edge rusher, though, that, that's the thing. And uh, as good as Mech is, I want him on the edge. And I've got Vaughn and Bradley Chubb there. So, well, for me – defensive end? Yeah. In a 4-3, in a he'd be – or a 3-4, pardon me, he'd probably be a little bit undersized to be playing defensive end on an every-down basis. So, to me, it's, it's either Gratishar or Louis Wright on defense. Yeah, I guess you probably go to Gratishar, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say him. But, man, when you throw the name Al Wilson out there, for me, that, that hits a soft spot. I love that one. Okay, so on offense, I got to go back. Uh, obviously, no quarterbacks can help you. Um, Unless you want Jay Cutler. Yeah, you don't. You this, is, this is easy. I, how do you not go Ryan Clady with this team? They literally well, have I to, all the talent. I know, but I want to talk the other places. Ooh. Shannon Sharp, Noah Fant? Maybe Man, go there. I mean, again, we're talking about Hall of Famers here. I think you have to take Shannon Sharp. 
Uh, Ryan Clavey, though, I think the only reason he's not in the Hall of Fame is injuries. Yeah. Talent-wise, he, he was a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, if you give me the caveat that he's healthy and you're getting the Ryan Clady for the first five years of his career, then I do take Ryan Clady. Yeah, Pete, oh. Pete Clady has to be, to me, is the choice. No offense to Shannon Sharp, but that, I just – I need more on the line than, than you got. I mean, we just had the discussion about Jason Peters and lamented the fact the Broncos didn't make the play for him. Left yeah. tackle is still an issue. I still – I mean, what would help Drew Locke more than having a Hall of Fame running back behind him? What about TD? <laughs> well, that's, that's the most – over. then who's not seeing the field? I mean, in your eyes, it's Melvin Gordon, but is Philip Lindsay ever seeing the field? Yeah, for sure. He is? Well, then why, yeah, would, why would you well, have Terrell Davis if you're going to take him off the field? You can two two back sets. You can play him a fullback. <laughs> Who's switching numbers? No, we're not playing TD at fullback. <laughs> <laughs> I want Hall of Famers. I want Hall of Famers. Sorry. Um. Yeah, you could take Phil off the field all all you want, but you can use him in a myriad of ways. You you know you're not going to give every single carry to your number one running back. Unless it's a Hall of Famer, then you should. No, you're going to get him hurt doing that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what the Broncos think about Phil. It's true. They do think that. <laughs> it, uh, but those thoughts tend to go away when you're uh, down eight in the second half. You would, you would certainly think so. Anyways, there's a lot of good options there. Clady is, is probably the – not probably. Is definitely the biggest upgrade from, what you, from another position that you have. Right, right, exactly. So and I if think if you're smart, you probably do that. And I think final one here coming in from Kirk Smith forty four. He says, Hey guys, quick comment here. My wife and I welcomed our new member to the DNVR family yesterday. Let's go. Nora was born about a month early, but healthy and ready to root for the Broncos. She already watched her first sports game with her dad yesterday during the Man U game. I don't know if she'll be as calm during Broncos TDs as I was during Man U goals yesterday but I'll have to try. Well, awesome comment. Congratulations to you and your wife and welcome Nora into this family. I think, man, you had a pretty ugly tie yesterday. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> At least but, it wasn't a loss, still undefeated. Yes, but congrats on the new member of the family. So awesome. And I think that is going to wrap it up for us today. We appreciate you guys so much for tuning in and before we get out of here a big shout out to green mountain dental group the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area and they're extreme colorado sports fans just like all of you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and you'll receive a free sonicare toothbrush make sure to tag us and tag them when you head over there uh but thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll be back with you tomorrow on the dnbr broncos podcast